put on your own mask before helping others. My reaction to Japan's PM Kishida COP26 speech. I remember when I first flew with our kids on an airplane and watched the safety announcements with my new parent eyes. I was completely shocked by the advice that I should put my own mask on first before the kids if there was a loss of oxygen in the cabin. This standard airplane protocol rocked my mama bear sensibility to protect my cubs at any cost, but I soon realized it made sense. A dead parent would be useless to help her kids or others in a crisis. Watching Japan's newly appointed PM Fumio Kishida at the COP26 podium, talking of Japan's climate aims to support developing countries in Asia's transition to a carbon neutral future made me wonder, shouldn't he put his own mask on first? Investment in developing countries at the front lines of climate change as a part of the UN international efforts is great to see from Japan. But Japan also needs to focus on the many shortfalls of sustainability here. We need strong domestic strategies to reach our goals first to be a good leader, right? In the address, during the second day of the leader's session, the new Japanese leader reaffirmed Tokyo's goal to achieve carbon neutrality by 2050 and reduce greenhouse gas emissions by 46% by fiscal 2030 compared with fiscal 2013 levels. Japan will continue strenuous efforts in its challenge to meet the lofty goal of cutting its emissions by 50%, said Kishida. A former foreign minister. Having come up with more ambitious emissions cut targets in the run up to COP26, environmental experts have said Japan's standing on climate issues, which has often been poorly rated, has greatly improved. But critics have been disturbed by what they view as Japan's insufficient efforts to phase out coal domestically. Japan, a resource poor country, is the fifth largest carbon dioxide emitter after China, the United States, India, and Russia. Kishida emphasized that Japan will play its part not just by cutting its own emissions, but by beefing up climate finance to support developing countries in their fight against the crisis. That was from Kyoto News on November 3, 2021. Japan has a great worldwide reputation for making high quality cars and machinery and exporting it for use in developing countries and around the world. However, the commitment to invest in technology that is not yet in use or proven puts up a red flag. Thermal energy production currently relies on coal and oil, and the plan is to replace fuel with methane and hydrogen. According to Kyoto News, also November 3, 2021, Kishida also said that Japan will pursue a $100 million project to develop hydrogen or ammonia fired power generation. Which are known as non carbon emitting. 
and explore various technologies to realize carbon neutral cars. This new pipe dream of methane extraction from the bottom of the sea, shipping and trucking to a facility using, of course, fossil fuels for the extraction and transportation to be used in thermal power production, looks to have the telltale heavy carbon circular economy problems. I'm showing a picture here of our solar PV digital monitor from Kyocera when we first installed our solar PV panels on our house roof, showing how much energy we bought and sold to the power grid uh, on a normal day. I was so excited to see the excess of clean energy which was being sold to the grid above what we needed for our own use. This uh, picture shows 162% uh, above our needs on our own solar panels. So why not improve Japan's solar and wind renewable infrastructure first? We know that solar and wind power works, and if Japan invested in residential solar and home and office battery storage, the burden on the regional grid would be eased and we would make and keep energy where it is needed. Here's a tweet of mine. Uh, guess my 10-year contract getting two times as much back from our local uh, area electric company for solar power sold to the grid is over. Last month, uh, we got back 7,800 yen, which is about $78. And this month, it is 800 yen, $8. Uh, Japan would benefit from bringing these solar incentives back for future sustainability. So this is uh, my tweet from... Uh, 2018, the sad end of our 10 years of the solar subsidy. Uh, the Institute for Sustainable Energy Policy, ISEP, in 2020 showed Japan lagging behind the EU and China in renewable energy generation trends and future targets. So in the graph here, you see um, Japan is not really competitive uh, in comparison with the UK and other European countries. And in the next graph, looking at renewable energy generation trends and future targets shows Japan has slow growth and future renewable energy power generation targets are also not competitive with European nations. This is according, again, to the ISEP data in 2020. The government aims to have renewables account for 36 to 38% of Japan's total power generation capacity in fiscal 2030, more than double the 18% recorded in fiscal 2019, while the percentage of fossil fuel-fired thermal power has been slashed to 41%, down from 76%. But the percentages for nuclear power remains unchanged at 20 to 22% from the previous plan released in 2018. This is from an article in Kyoto News, 
October 6, 2021. It's encouraging to see a shift from nuclear power in natural disaster-prone Japan. Often touted as clean and even considered renewable for many years by the nuclear village, a look at the cradle-to-grave circular economy shows it's more damaging than efficient. From the resource extraction of nuclear fuel in Australia, using fossil fuels and devastating the environment and local communities, then shipped to Japan, again using fossil fuels, and then delivered to nuclear power plants by transportation, again using fossil fuels. Additionally, there is no ethical way to dispose of the waste. The argument that it is clean and reliable just doesn't hold water. It's true that making solar panels and wind turbines also have environmental costs, but once created, solar PVs produce clean energy for 25 or more years and wind turbines for more than 20 years, using only natural elements without creating pollution. Another aspect to nuclear that doesn't hold water is the upcoming wastewater dump. The Fukushima nuclear disaster has damaged sales of the fishing industry and tourism and trade with the entire region of Tohoku. The deep devastation on local communities, environment, and economy is still far from over, and the upcoming wastewater dump lacks transparency, according to SafeCast researcher Asby Brown, and will spread problems far beyond Japan's borders as the water is released from the crippled plant over the next few decades. Here is a link to the interview I had on Seeking Sustainability Live with SafeCast researcher Asby Brown as he talks about this issue. The damaged Fukushima plant will take at least decades to decommission. A swath of land around the plant remains uninhabitable. Thousands of residents remain displaced. And the wastewater issue is another example of the 2011 disaster's complex long-term effects. That was a quote from NPR, April 13th, 2021. Japan has been arguing the clean coal angle for many years while exporting its machinery and technology to developing countries. Now Japan is still planning to use coal as a key part of its own energy mix past 2030 despite the targets to reduce carbon by 46% of 2013 levels by then. There is absolutely nothing clean about coal, even in its most efficient form. Japan is home to 150 coal-fired power plants. Through cutting-edge facilities emit far less greenhouse gases, than the older counterparts, they still produce twice as much or more carbon dioxide as plants that run on LNG, uh, liquid natural gas. That was information from Nikkei Asia in April 10th, 2021. If we consider the extraction and shipping and use, as well as global warming after effects and pollution, Coal is devastating on people, planet, profits, and nowhere near clean. 
energy consultants and policymakers like Dan Schulman see progress in meeting Japan's carbon neutral goals, but also talks of the need for nuclear and coal in the short term as Japan transitions to sustainable energy. Here is the link to the interview I had with Dan Schulman about Japan meeting its 2030 and 2050 carbon neutral goals. One investment that I would like to see more of in Japan is toward energy storage technology. Battery tech investments could help Japan improve energy efficiency, support communities better recovering from natural disasters, and meet future 2030 and 2050 targets. The electrification of transportation, renewable energy, and energy storage for on demand use are all interrelated issues. Japan had early dominance in battery technology in the 1980s, but other countries have pulled ahead in the last 40 years. Panasonic is still a world leader in battery manufacturing, and there is now a very exciting race. To create more efficient solid batteries in the near future, which could be a game changer to put Japan at the head of the high tech battery pack again. Overall, I feel hopeful about Japan's goals for 2030 and 2050. There seems to be good groundwork being made for clean tech to take off here. Japan already has more EV charging stations than gas stations, so the transition to EVs, electric vehicles, should be a lot easier here. For me, I personally value driving an electric car as I'm not creating polluted air for those around me. And I'm able to charge my car at home from the power of the sun on our roof solar PVs. There is a growing adoption among the public of more sustainable options, but ones that also save us money, time, or which we value more in some way. James Hollow, founder of Fabric KK, said in a recent interview on the Seeking Sustainability Live talk show if the consumer can see value or an advantage in making a more sustainable choice, They find it easier to accept. As well as being a great leader in the Asian region, I hope to also see more introspection in policymaking in Japan. There are so many efficiency improvements to be made in basic infrastructure. Let's ban single use plastics, encourage reusable container systems, and mandate composting, just to name a few. For the Japanese energy and tech markets, let's revive enthusiasm for more sustainable initiatives among homeowners and businesses to create and store energy where it is needed by reviving subsidies for solar FIT, for example. Japan has so much to benefit from walking the walk on sustainability, putting on its own mask first. Before being effective at helping others.